Welcome back, everyone. To our, I did that really aside. <laughs> I went like this. Welcome back, everyone. Let's go this way. Welcome back, everyone, to R2Cast number 63. Um, I can't remember where we were last week. Last week, we were speaking to my father, Colin Curry, man I know quite well. Um, however, this week, we're moving a wee bit away from the Isle of Arran, but only into Ayrshire. Now, I have uh, maybe made the mistake at a young farmer's event to say that Aaron just pretends to be part of Ayrshire, so the commoners in Ayrshire, such as this lady, can think we are one of them. Um, however, I'm probably going to regret that quite soon. Uh, the lady we have on today will, well, probably make me quite accountable for such a thing. So, uh, yes. But today we have Jane Strawhorn. Jane, would you like to say hello? Hello. Before we get on into another excellent episode of the R2Cast, I would just like to thank the sponsor for the show today, The Scottish Farmer a weekly magazine highlighting everything you need to know regarding the Scottish agricultural industry, whether it's breaking news, events happening in the sector, market reports, classified ads, or just wholesome stories happening in the industry. The Scottish Farmer's got it for you. Looking forward to this uh, podcast very much. Jane is a, a big fan of R2K, and that's for one reason and one reason only. Not because... We talk about sustainability of food production, not because we post some fantastic recipes or not because my cute little face is there all the time, but in fact, because Jane is a massive cat fan, a massive cat fan, um, and Scampy is adorable. Scampy looks like my old tigger, uh, which is which is Jane Cat, Jane, Jane Cat, Jane's cat. Uh, but Jane likes to follow R2K, especially on TikTok, so I would advise you to go and check out if you don't, because little Jamesy, our little black cat, just not really, he's still a kitten. I believe he is one next month at the point of oh. recording. Yeah, I know, it's exciting. I mean, we should really get him a little cake. Um, cake, a hat. Wee, a hat, great idea, Oh, you bow tie. Mm-hmm. The cat in the hat. Oh, he deserves it because he's a star, and I've trained him of all things to jump up and give you a little cuddle. Um, so it's uh, it's quite the talent. So that's that's the only reason really that R2K is famous in, in the Strawhorn Strawhorn household. Um, for those of you that have came here because you know Jane, it's probably through Young Farmers. It's maybe through farming. It's maybe through some other things that we'll get into today. For those of you that don't know Jane. If you are in Scotland and you want to get into farming, there's a very good way to start finding your way in, and that is through Young Farmers. And she is definitely, as Colin McKinnon in episode 57, six episodes ago, said, the person to ask. Now, I don't know if that was because you are in charge of Colin and he just wants to reduce his work, Jane, but it could be that. <laughs> like, that sounds about right, actually. That probably, yeah, that's probably spot on. <laughs> probably it, probably it, um, which we will get into. We'll get into Young Farmers and stuff like that. But just while we do mention the Colin and Jane rivalry, one thing she did say off camera, and she's probably not expecting me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, was I said this should get quite a few views. And her words were, as long as it's more than Colin. That's all she cares about. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Always a competition. Always, always a competition. Love yep. to hear and I always win. I always win. <laughs> it's going to be awkward when you get less views. Um, <laughs> it's going to be an awkward one, that. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, so Jane, could you tell us a bit about your background? Who's who's young Jane Strawhorn? Are you from a farm? Yeah, so I grew up on a working dairy farm um, outside of Kilmarnock in East Ayrshire. Um, my dad was a farmer, uh, had has had always been a farmer up until we sold the farm. And my mum is a who works for SAC Consulting as a farm accounts analyst. Um, so yeah, always grew up around farming. It was only what, maybe four years ago that we sold the farm. Um, 
which was quite, it was obviously massive uh, for us. I hadn't known anything different than that. Um, although um, it's worked out quite well, the farm gets sold to my aunt and uncle. So really it's, and we live as close as we physically could probably to the farm without actually still living there, um, which is still nice. Um, my dad works for um, McCaskies and Air now. Um, probably the happiest he's ever been. Um, if I'm being brutally honest, because dairy farming's not easy, so especially the price of milk. So yeah, it was a huge move for us, but yeah, it was probably worth it was, in the end. Was that farm the farm that you sold in your dad or your mum's side that it came from? It was on my dad's side. Right. Yeah. It was. And, it was a farm. Yeah. So there's the two farms. Um, my cousin Katie uh, and her family lived at the other farm. There was two farms. Uh, they've still got the, uh, East Overland, and we sold hen and mains. So to right. my mum's, and it was sold to my mum's side of the family. So it's all connected and roundabout. Yeah, it is, but it's, it's, it's normal that it would jump into the same side of the family. It's quite weird to make a change. Yeah. Um, was it, did your grandparents have that uh, before, have both of those farms before then? Is that what you mean? Yeah, so my um, grandpa, uh, my grand and grandpa Strawhorn, who now lost both of them, um, they had Hain and Mains and East Overland, um, my papa had a brother who died fairly young um, and at that point my uncle was kind of moved over to the other farm because someone needed to be there um, and then my, we, it's a very long roundabout story how we end, the, like how my mum and dad ended up there but there was another brother who didn't want to farm and then my dad eventually, we moved to Hayden Mains, I think I was maybe two and my sister was not yet born at that point, or was about to be born, I should say. So, yeah, it will, I've never known, n- never remembered living anywhere else eh, before we lived at the farm. So, yeah. Yes, certainly you guys never remembered anything else. Quite quite a short period for your parents, though. Um, you know, it's normally quite a long period at a farm. You know, but that's yeah, so four years. my dad um, always worked there. So there was there was three brothers, <laughs> two farms, and a cot- two cottages, essentially. So my mum and dad lives in the cottage at the other farm. And then once the actual farm became empty or vacant, um, we moved, they moved us into there. So it's everything my dad had ever done um, was farming. All he's ever known um, until obviously when we put the dairy off um, and he started looking for jobs, which was weird for him. Yeah, it would be. It would be. <laughs> weird for him, but good. It was good. It's, it's quite a weird process when you see someone having yeah. gone from first off self-employed or a business yep. owner, you know, same sort of thing in that sense, mm-hmm. uh, to then having to work for someone and then also yep. just that interview process. It's, it's, it's surreal for some people. So funny when you speak to them though, because like obviously I've always worked for like an off-season thing, so is my mum um, and my sister to an extent, she's a vet nurse, but like he would come home from like being at work and be like, he could never wrap his head around like office dynamics and people not getting on and they're like having me like, cliques and things like that and he's just like because he's only ever worked with his brother and his nephews so he always was just like I don't understand this and me and mum would just roll our eyes and be like he'll learn he needs to learn he'll just learn that's how offices like an office dynamic works the 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 sort of disagreements that would be had on the farm would be obvious battles face to face you can't deal with things in the farm the way you deal with them in a farm shop so especially it's one that's not his so, the big, the big, um, the big good, the big good thing that can't be the right term. The big good thing, no, definitely not right. We'll go with it anyway. About that is 
once he's finished, he's finished though. There's no sitting Well, this is the thing, like, and I've said this to my sister as well, like, I'm not saying my dad, like, if you ever met my dad or people who have met my dad, like, he is the life and soul of every room that he walks into, but it can be really draining this, like, working yourself into the ground for very little return, as a lot of people, not just in dairy farming, I've seen a lot of people in across agriculture, and to come in every night and doing that work, never getting a ho- real proper holiday, you work Christmas, you do all this stuff, which we've never known anything different to that, obviously, but, like, even now, like, he takes holidays, like, I mean, he's still on the body clock, he's still up at, like, five in the morning, and it drives my mum crazy, because he drives her into work, because she works at Oak and Crove, and he works at McCaskey, so he drops her off at, like, seven in the morning and I'm get, I get an email from her today at like five to seven and I just replied I was like you need to speak to him about this it's just ridiculous he can't drag you into work because and he doesn't start till eight o'clock but he goes to get the paper and he goes a wee drive and he does this and he does that and I'm like oh it must have meant her but yeah it's so nice seeing him like getting bank holidays like time off at Christmas um just uh, they bought a caravan at Maidens as well and like being able to oh, leave work on a Friday and like going down for the weekend without having to come up and milk cows twice a day. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, no few dairy farmers that just haven't holidayed with their yeah. kids ever. You know, it's just... Yeah, ever. Yeah. And you said yeah. you've met my dad. I have a few times. Um, it takes... It, you, know, you know, if you get a couple of bags of animal feed or whatever, you'll come out for the chat. I'm like, no, I'm oh. fine. No, 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 no. I'm coming for no. the chat. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you'll never have... If you get him in the shop, you'll never have to carry anything yourself. It's handy. ridiculous. He just loves going out and like the, every day he comes in and he'll be like, Oh, I was speaking to such and such. Do you know do you know them? And I like I know a lot of people from young farmers and everything. I have to. But like his is just another level. I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Not a clue. But okay. They know me. Of course they do. Well, it's funny, that was the chat, you know, you and I are obviously it was pretty, maybe more talking about Ailey age wise. I think Ailey and I are pretty close. Um yeah. but I didn't I knew of you two at the time mm-hmm. when we first uh I had a chat and he was like, oh you'll know them and I was like, I know who they are and he was like oh but no 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 and I kept asking questions I don't know this much like I just know who they are I'm surprised um, he didn't try and sell you like sell one of us to you that's his favourite thing <laughs> literally the amount, it's, it's all, the amount of people especially in like club level as well there's well, I was chatting to one of the boys and they're like yeah your dad was telling us that you and your sister are single and I'm like do not repeat that ever <laughs> don't ever don't speak to him if you see him ever again that's so embarrassing Every all these poor people he speaks to is awful. So maybe, embarrassing. Maybe it was good I kept quiet that my old man's got a bit Probably. of land because you know the second that happens, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the next. The next, the next. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, very good. So the, the farm itself, Jane, um, a dairy farm. What sort of size was it? <clears throat> um, probably milking about just under two hundred cows. Right. Um, they got a, had a. Brand spanking dairy flow parlour. It's quite nice. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, it was split between the two. They only did milkings at Hain and Mains. They didn't have any cows milking at the other farm. It was just, yeah, um, for other things, uh, yeah. beef cattle, things like that. So, <clears throat> but yeah, um, <clears throat> my grandpapa lived, as everyone seems to do, they lived just at the bottom of the road um, in a wee bungalow that they built. So, yeah, just, yeah, it's a nice um, family. Yeah, 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 for sure. As- your cousin, like Katie, and their family. What is it they're farming? Just out of interest. They've di- they've moved into, into yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's the, just my uncle, on your 
I was just going to say, they're, they're the Strawhorns in the middle of the Hendry country, is that right? That's yeah, uh -huh. yeah. yeah, it's so funny. It's it's honestly, you'd think it was like something out of like a, <laughs> like a war because they're literally like circled pretty much in Henry country. I mean, we were a wee bit where we were because we were just across from like where James lives, like Henry. So we're right. like in the diagonal from them next to Bowhouse Prison. That's where we were. But like they are like in this, they're the old last one standing. They're holding out. <laughs> I don't know what for. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so honestly surrounded by them. Surrounded. No, but, yeah. It's funny. Obviously, I know Katie through through Rhett yeah. and. Uh, when when Katie joined Rhett, she went to the group chat and we're explaining who she was. And my dad being my dad was like, So who's that? <laughs> so I asked her the group chat and I was like, he said he said to me, I was our surname Strawhorn. And just as Katie was typing, he was like, Oh, uh Strawhorn, so she'll be surrounded by Henry country. And just as I said that, <laughs> Katie texted the exact same thing back and I was like, that's the most surreal it's, Honestly, it's hilarious. That full road pretty much. And either side as well is just the Henrys, just Wallace and James, circling in like vultures. God bless them. They're so nice as well. They're so, it's such a lovely family. It's so funny. Uh -huh. Everyone says it's hilarious. Just wait until you're overrun and they overtake the, the last <laughs> many of them. I mean, there's four boys. Wallace and Isla have four boys who oh, I, used to I used to babysit them, which maybe show my age a wee bit. And they are um, almost all in Young Farmers now, which is horrifying for me. <laughs> I remember them. Be, I remember the youngest two being born and looking after them, and now they're like at shows, and young farmers and stuff. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. Makes you feel quite old, that doesn't it? <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. My dad always points it out to me as well. He was speaking to people who are doing our club concert this year, who are like 15, 16 and he's like, he came in and we were chatting about it yesterday. And he was like, "Not make you feel quite old," and I'm like, "Dad, enough." <laughs> I, I already feel old without you reminding this crippling reminder of my age. Thank you very much. Horrible. The answer is yes, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> let's not dwell on it, thank you. <laughs> now, I promised you that I do plan on talking about you during this podcast, but I'm just interested. I've got onto your dad at this point, and then I feel like I'm just about to go onto your mum as well. Um, what did you say your mum done at SAC? She is a farm accounts analyst. All right, okay. Is that no, the thing is, yeah, so I'm saying this. Now I feel like that's not a job title anymore. <laughs> and it has to be for we file. And now she's going to listen to this and be like, you don't listen to a word I say. I get all these fancy jobs. Like she gets all these like, promotions and stuff because she's so good at her job. Um, and I'm just like, there's been that many. I can't keep up. But she's, um, <laughs> it's ten, It's the same building. Uh, uh, it's the John Niven building. Um, yeah, yeah. The same building that the consultants are in. But if you walk in, the consultants are straight on and she's down the corridor in her, the room that she shares with these people but it's to do with like it's to do with farm accounts that's which our work is it's to do with farm accounts well uh miss strohorn if you are listening i apologize for uh, a yeah, it's missus she's married to my dad thank you very much that's what i said you said miss oh well whatever you want to be but you know <laughs> um actually in 2022 it was wrong of me to assure that assume it was even a uh, strohorn um who knows maybe your dad took your mum's name who knows uh Right, away, away from parents and, and uh, the sort of history, well, we're going to get into a bit more of your history, but when you left school, what was next for James Strohorn? I better not say Miss or Mrs in case I get it wrong. No, uh, Mrs. Fine for me. Mrs. Fine for me. Uh, <laughs> so, what did I... Oh, it was so recent that I left school. Hmm. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. Of course, yeah. Mm. Um, I actually, for someone who's very um, headstrong and knows what she's doing, I actually no idea. 
I literally, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what to do. Um, so I was thought I'll go and try college. Didn't like it. Um, so I was like, the only thing I can really do here is like, I need to get a job and try working. So I started at Langholm Tea Room. Didn't everyone? <laughs> do you know what I was literally about to say? This is like the running joke. This is, I swear, this is how Crusoe John Farmers is like, got, gets every new member. Like they all, it's like an, or it's at least an initiation. You have to work at Langholm for at least a year to be able to join the club. It's absolutely, ridiculous. everyone you speak to has worked at Langholm. Katie even, I think Katie as well, she used to work yeah. at Langholm. Well, only one that hasn't is Ailey. Um, so started at Langholm doing cooking and doing stuff in the kitchen, making cakes. And then whilst I was working there on every single Tuesday, I did you, I think you'll find this quite interesting. Uh, I did um, tours of Killeen Castle. Um, I know. <laughs> everyone always was like, oh, my God. Um, so I did that for a, a full summer, so the, like a summer season um, yeah. with the National Trust. And while I was there, they have an education officer who put me in touch with this brand spanking new programme of training people to work in museums. And right. um, this is a very like the, my career has so many like twists oh, and not even. <laughs> so I applied for you can only apply for three places, like twelve spaces. You can only at uh, twelve spaces at twelve different venues, something like that. And I you can only apply for three. So I applied for Irvin because it was the closest one to the house. Irvin, Orkney, and Glasgow. You know okay. why not? Um, so I did that, got all three, but because I was so committed to Young Farmers at that point, I decided to go with Irvine and spent a year working at the Maritime Museum in Irvine as a trainee volunteer manager. So I managed the volunteers that worked at the museum. Um, stayed there for a wee bit after, kind of, my boss left, kind of stopped enjoying it as much after she left and then was looking for other things and a family it was a family connection got me an office junior job and and bear in mind I was 20 at this time about to turn 21 got an office junior job at a law firm in Kilmarnock and from there I became the receptionist then became a legal secretary and I'm now a child and family law paralegal. So just on you saying that you're a child of the family law paralegal and how much yes. it seems to take you to remember that, well, give you some slack, cut you some slack for the fact you forgot your mum's position because you always forgot yep. your own. Exactly. What is that I do? Right. There's a lot to jump back into there. So I'm going to yes. jump back and try to go chronologically. First off, were you good at school? I was okay. Like, I don't, I don't think I test well, but I was always okay. good at like, I was always good at like when you're written things like I'm not I always say like I'm a, I'm more of like a history modern studies English than I am like I, I can't I can obviously okay. count I can obviously count okay but put me in any sort of pressure situation with numbers and my brain just turns into a puddle like I can't I can't do it. Results, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just get my mum. I get my mum to do all that for me, and then she's not as good. I always say she's really good with Excel, Microsoft Excel. I'm really good with Microsoft Word, oh, and we yeah, help each other. We help yeah, each other. So, but yeah, I'm saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just. 
no, I'm yeah, I like I give myself a bit of credit. I'm I'm quite good at when it comes to writing things, I'm quite good at that. But then any like give me a calculator and hope for the best. That's, <laughs> that's my approach in math. I'm so bad at it. Um so yeah, I was fine. School was really good. I stayed till sixth year. Um yeah. it was fine. Um I went to Loud Academy, so yeah, it was fine. It was okay, like it's nothing special. Um and then I just didn't know, like I was like, I could have went to uni, but I was like oh, don't know so I was like college is like the baby not the baby step in between but I was like I was like it's a wee bit more it's local it's a wee bit more if I'm not enjoying it then it's easy I felt like it was easier for me to pull back from it if I wasn't enjoying it and it turned out I didn't but I needed to try it to know that for sure um and then just yeah working after that what so, was it maybe you said this but I don't get caught it what was it you tried at college uh social sciences right okay. um <laughs> Yeah, for sure. The thing is with college, uni, whatever, the reason I went, apart from the mm. obvious thing, qualification, was the social side. I didn't want to go to college, <laughs> he says, <laughs> after going through five years straight to master's and getting into lecturing a year after. But anyway, let's forget that. You never know how it's going to work. Um, the, I'd have a very boring podcast if I was another side. It's like this. <laughs> uh, but the, I, I just went to go and get drunk. That was all I went for. And mm-hmm. the social side was the reason I went to uni, and you've got that with young farmers. So it's, yeah. you know. You know That's, yeah. Um, so my, my sister went to college. She went to Barney for two years and, like, absolutely yeah. loved it. And that was, like, a, I'm not saying she's not into young farmers, but, like, there's, I always say there's levels of being in young farmers. And there's people like me who are, like, saturated with it. And there's yeah. people like her who's, like, she'll, like, dip in and out. So, like, when she went, she moved, went to Barney, she stayed in Dumfries for well, not the full two years, but she obviously came home, but, like, pretty much moved down there and absolutely loved it, whereas that's just not something I could have seen myself yeah. really doing, but that's fine. And I knew that. I, I tried it. I knew that. And I was like, no, I'm I'm meant to work. I knew that. I was yeah. like, I'm meant to. I'm meant to get a job and I'm meant to work. And that's, that's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine, Jane. I'm lazy and I'm not meant to work. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about the Young Farmers Initiation and Langham, Langham Farm. Um, I have a bit of a story. Oh no. Them. Okay. I've said I've said Langham intentionally. I know you have. I've heard of Wang Home Farm, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, oh no. We, we had a rate a rate meeting. Now I'm obviously in the Ayrshire rate yes. and I'm mm-hmm. in Freeze, yeah, which is a mistake. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's happened. Um and uh, as much as I love the team, but it means I'm travelling with us. Travelling, yeah. Uh, we're having a meeting at Lang Home Farm. Excellent. Saw it in the email. Fantastic. So I thought, well, there's no point in putting in sat nav exactly. I'll just get to Langham and then I'll decide where it is. Right? I'm about no. an hour. No. And then I see the text. Um, no, that's a lie. I'll be half an hour east of Dumfries, basically heading that way. And I see the text uh-huh. saying, um, just in case anyone hasn't got the address, here you are. And I was like, oh, spot on. Hey. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Not obviously as I was driving, pulled over, uh, went onto my... Of course, obviously, yeah. Of course. uh, And uh, put it in, that was fine. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, Trips, this isn't in Langham. Then they were like, no, it's not. Why would it be in Langham? Why would it be? Why would an Ayrshire meeting be there? Exactly, right? I've, I've literally started this story by explaining they're there, I'm here, this is bloody here. Uh... And then oh, I started yeah. to think, I was like, that was pretty stupid. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Don't worry, these things happen. Lion, yeah. oh my goodness. 
I'd rather if you didn't judge me for that one. Um, do it, so, <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually really interested. You said I would be interested, and then you got an extremely um, interested reaction because I was very interested in it, uh, being a tour guide at the castle, mm. Colleen Castle, yep. yeah. Um, which I think I've actually spelled right as I write it down. Well, um, is it, have you put a Z in it? C U L Z E A N. Go again. C U L Z E A N. Yep. yep. Okay. Oh. I thought you said A. I thought you said S, and I was like, "Oh dear, <laughs> oh dear." <laughs> um, what did that involve? What were you just going around the whole castle, or what was? Um, so because of the size of it, um, we all pretty much got a room each. Because um, so and it changed every week, um, so it was really interesting because I really like history and things like that. Um, so it was it just it was something nice. It was something different as well. Like I never thought I would do anything like that. So we basically just um, you had to like learn all your stuff because you switched rooms. So you had to learn everything so you could answer questions. Um, yeah. Basically, you this is going to sound really lazy, but you just. Depending on the time of year and depending on how busy it was, you would either be like rushed off your feet with people or you would, what I was always told was take a book with you, which was fine for me because I love reading, and you get a wee chair in the corner of the room and if people come in, obviously, you put your book down and you're like chatting away to them and having a wee blather and that's fine, but if it's a quiet day, then you can sit and read your book and just make sure everything's like nothing gets damaged, no one touches anything they shouldn't be, answer any questions and just generally just be welcoming and just... If they've got a, give them a bit of chat. That's everyone's so nice that they come in. Did you have to dress up like with the fancy dresses? No, I did not have to dress up. The only thing you had to wear was I've still got my badge somewhere. I don't know where it is, but you just I had like a a name badge, and you had to wear like a tartan sash. But any, you could wear anything as long as you kind of dressed like reasonably smart. Like I wouldn't have turned up in like a tracksuit or something like that. <laughs> I wouldn't turn up with my like cap on. <laughs> I was re- reasonably smartly dressed and had my tartan sash on, we name badge so people knew my name and that was there to help instead of just some strange girl sitting in the corner reading a book, you know, <laughs> like what else she doing in here. Um, and it was good as well because they used to do this same um, like Lego tour thing. They put like had little Lego minifigures okay, in yeah, the castle. Yeah. So like the kids would come in and they'd be like, don't care about who built, like Robert Adam built this and designed this castle and whatever else. They just were like, where's the Lego? Show us the Lego. I'm like, that's not the point. Find it. But don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> I would be that kid. 100%. I know. <laughs> running in. They're so happy. Like, but it was really nice. You, you said good. you liked history, which makes sense given your age. But um, <laughs> so funny. Acting like you're a million years younger than me. Yeah, no, I think there's like a year's difference. Um, <laughs> one or two. <laughs> what did you? Clinging on to them. There's only like one or two years between us. You're just clinging on to them. Make me I'm feel like a thing. Yeah, so it's two years. Yeah, two years. Two no, years. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. you're you're basically ancient. Um, you're you're basically out with young farmers, actually, as it goes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, when I would go to like these historical things, I'll be honest, I'm not good on history. I just get so bored. I'm like, it happened. Um, like <laughs> walk through it, look at the pretty pictures, and then <laughs> the best thing about Broadick Castle, as good a castle as Broadick Castle is, is you get to find. The pterodactyl egg. So um that's probably the, the best thing out there. So I'm definitely one of those kids. Like, where's the Lego? Tell me where the Lego was. My dad fell down the steps at Broadick Castle outside. That's my, whenever that's someone a, says Broadick Castle, that's all I think. That is a fair fall. 
he was fine. Obviously, I'm laughing because he was fine. But obviously, if he wasn't fine, I wouldn't be laughing. But whenever anyone says Brodick Castle, that is where my head goes immediately. Not anything else to do with it. It's a beautiful, co- it's so lovely. Just my dad falling down steps. That's immediately what my brain goes to. It's so nasty. For, for those of you listening that maybe don't know Brodick Castle, don't know Aaron or whatever, it must be 20 steps. It's like it's like a garden step. It's, uh-huh. um, yeah. it's slippy. It's slippy. Very, very. Um, That's what you down. I feel like I shouldn't laugh. Um, it's I'm funny sorry, though. Sorry yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I feel like it's fine. Not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, don't worry about it. There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah, I'm, ju- I'm just picturing you and like your absolute. Uh, what's the word? Um, just, just loving life, sitting reading a book. The only thing that would make it better would be a wee cat running around or something like that. That's um, my dream. Yeah, that's my happy. That's my stress. That's my happy thought. I close my eyes. I'm like reading a book. Cup of tea. Cat. That's <laughs> just a million cats. <laughs> All the cats. Happy. <laughs> The book's just a photo book of cats. cats. <laughs> Even more cats. Just happy. So happy. I get it. And it's so nice to know there's other people out there that actually like cats. Exactly. Um, they get a lot of slander. They do. We're in the minority and it's a shame because no, they're the that's amazing. That's sad. Much better than dogs, but we're not here to cause a battle. <laughs> <laughs> I can, whoever gets to this stage in the, is the comment section is going to be like, yeah. <laughs> like that how dare you? How dare you? It's <laughs> <laughs> a travesty. <laughs> so, moving on to current job, Jane. I think you've done this job yes. with two companies, is that right? Um, yes, I have. I did my right. training with first one. and then Perfect. To so, the go through the training and what was involved there. Um, so, the training was with Strathclyde Uni. Um, with The course is called um, it's CLT. I can't remember what it's, Central Law Training, I think that maybe stands right. for, but I'm not sure. But it's with Strathclyde Uni, so it is like a degree, essentially, at the end of it is what you get. Um, and it's basically what I tell people is like, I I get stressed out when people are like, oh, so you're a lawyer? I'm like, don't no. tell people that. No, I am not. and <laughs> I don't want to be. Um, basically, so you can pick, um, it made sense for me to do child and family because that was, so my boss, that's the area of law that she specialises in. Um, she's actually an accredited specialist um, in both of those fields. So it made sense for me to pick of all the topics. You can do various things. You can do criminal, conveyancing, private client. There's like so much you can do. But that made sense for me and it was all remote learning. So I did it all myself. You do modules, you do, you have to like take, like you get tested, you get exams and stuff, and then you get a big scary final exams, final three hour exam that you do, which um, God bless her. So my office manager at my old work barricaded me, and I mean this, barricaded me in a room at uh, my old work and like put up like obstacles almost so that no one could come to the room and I mean she was like I, I was watching her because it was like I think it started we agreed and the exam would start at like 10 o'clock so she's she was always like she's just a wee she's a just a wee cute old woman so she was really short and she was like stomping up like down the corridor writing signs and it was a massive long building so there was different signs all the way up the corridor saying like do not disturb and I'm like Nancy I can't hear anything from along there like you don't need to do these steps are unnecessary she put a set of she put tape across part of the door so I could climb over it to get in and then put more tape across it put a set of ladders to block the door 
and the corner of the hall, how no one had an accident, I have no idea. But like had so a full set of ladders across and no one could get in. I'm like, they these steps are not necessary. These this is like this is too much. But um, just just to make sure that no one would disturb me for the full three hours that or whatever it was, three and a half maybe for this last exam. I mean, you're in the right place for a claim if something does go wrong. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, I did. Um, was it? I think it's like six exams, and you have to get, you have to pass all them before you're allowed to sit your last exam. So I did all them, um, and sat my sat my last exam. Got, I can't remember what I got. It was quite good, but then it's very niche, and it's, I'd been doing it for that long. So See, I, I, I think you can't not remember. I think you were about to say the percentage, and it was really oh, good. I don't want to be that oh. guy. I don't want to be that guy. Go on. I got 98% my last, my final exam. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I'm like, oh. Listen, though. <laughs> but it's, 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 it, I wouldn't like to be someone... I was very lucky like where I was working everything I was doing or everything I was learning I was able to see in practice on a daily basis so it, it went into my head so much quicker like I say I feel like I'm the kind of person that's born to work I need to see something I need to be doing something to be able to grasp it properly so it just worked out so well for me I wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't working where I was and anyone can do it like you could go onto their website right now and pay to do a paralegal course in convincing if you wanted but yeah it's yeah it's good though and I love that I love my job what was the, so you you got 98 percent I'm going to say it again it's good uh, what is the past sort of percentage what is it's like it's quite it's, is it 60 or 70 it's either 60 or 70 and as we said I don't test well but again it's um, <laughs> no, I don't test well um, but it's like a very specific not specific questions in that they're easy it's specific in that I know I know what I'm doing because I do it every single day yeah. do you know what I mean like it's yeah I know how to do forms and draft things and all the reading and stuff that I have to do for my job and things like that like I know this stuff I do it on a daily basis sure. so, so yeah. you've been through the job you've went through the degree you've done the six exams to allow you to get to this you've bloody passed ninja warrior to get to the office to actually sit it <laughs> for the sounds of yeah exactly it's three and a half hours that's a long time what is it <clears throat> is it just questions or is it like scenarios it so it's split into three parts the first part is multiple choice it's the smallest part conveniently okay. um, the second part is many essays so you have to pick, you get a list of, I don't, I think it's like, was it like 12 questions and you have to do six. So you have to do six for X amount of marks. And then the last one is you have to draft, obviously this will change. I don't want to be giving any spoilers away for anyone who's done it, but I imagine it will change every year. I had to draft a minute of agreement, I think. So they give you a scenario with some information on it about a couple um, so a minute of agreement is a, basically an agreement between two people and the, I would use it in the context of for me and the type of work I do in sense of maybe a separation or a divorce or contact or something like that <clears throat> um, so I had to draft I got a scenario and I had to draft one of them and like I say that is something I do almost on a daily basis yeah I do all the time I, I did it even before I was actually put on my course for paralegal and paralegaling that's not even a word for being a paralegal sorry um I was doing stuff like that for my boss because right. it's 
was doing stuff like that anyway. So that was the kind of the step. She was like, we need to be doing something because you're better than just being a legal secretary. So we need to try and do something. And I'd found that course and was like, this sounds like a bit of me. So things like that. So yeah, it's good. It's, it's yeah, well, I mean, it sounds pretty intense. And I'm, I'm going to ask something that I think I've asked you and everyone I know that's a paralegal about five times because I just don't get it. What is a paralegal? Me, I thought you were going to ask me if it's like Rachel from Suits, because that's what everyone asks me. I've never everyone, seen Suits, I'm sorry. Never yeah. seen Suits. So everyone who finds out what I do and they've seen this TV show Suits asks me, that's do I do... Markle, isn't it? Yes, and that's her character as a paralegal. So it is similar, but not quite. Like I said, it's you're not a solicitor. You don't. I, I couldn't appear at court. Well, I couldn't appear at court and get paid. Um, so I don't do anything like that. So a lot of it is just drafting um, papers for people, um, dealing with a lot of time dealing with the public, taking instructions from people, corresponding with the other side, things like that. So I'm technically a qualified member of staff when I work, which means I've got a charge out rate which I'm not going to tell you what that is. Um, but yeah, I'm a qualified member of staff. A lot of it is drafting, not just, like I've said, minutes of agreements, um, writs, court documents, basically. Documents that go to court um, and documents that go to other solicitors uh, to agree things, things like that. So take a lot of pressure off my boss as much as I can because uh, it's quite a high pressure. It is, I seem to thrive in high pressure environments. I like, I like to be, I think my mum says I like to be stressed. <laughs> because I'm always stressed. I'm sure it's like, oh, you must like it. Um, so it's very um, high pressure, high intense stuff of court things. Like today was quite a stressful day. Things happen. This is the nature of the work, and the and that is different from other areas of law. Is that it can be very drop of the hat, very high pressure, quite intense. A f- one phone call could change the complete pattern of your day. Like someone yeah. phones, something's not been done, something, and it needs done there and then. So you have to drop. You have to be good at prioritizing. You have to be good yeah. at organizing yourself, um, which I'm not always amazing at, but I do try my best. So, yeah, well, it's, it's hard to be brilliant at prioritizing. Like there's a lot of subjectivity there. There's, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, um, yeah. it's funny you say you like being stressed. I mean, like I am so bad at stress. Like so, I used to think I never get stressed, right? And the truth is, I didn't see it at the time. And then mm. my mum's probably listened to this thinking, finally, he's noticed. Um, <laughs> Ding, and like, and then on the weekend, I'd be like dead mm. out of like, <laughs> just mm. knock me for six. But now I'm like, I just barely have any stress in my life because I'm like, I can't deal with it. <laughs> you know, uh, I just, um, I'm not good with it. So fair play to you for being like mm. that. But and so I take it with you, with just when I was listening to what you were saying there. It's, now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're going to leave your job here, by the way, but it's for, for understanding what it means. Could could a paralegal be self-employed? Or is that not a thing that really happened? It can no, happen, yeah. You can be locum. You can be... what. So basically what I would do is I would work and I would just offer, like... So there's a lot... Basically, every solicitor works with a secretary. And bigger, right. in massive offices you'll have... Like, I'm not saying where I used to work was massive, but it was a lot bigger than where I am just now. Right. Um, every solicitor was partnered up with a secretary and that secretary would do the typing for that solicitor. So sometimes you've got offices, see if people are often sick, if people are on maternity leave, if um, you've got holiday cover you need. There are people, because I've seen it on LinkedIn and places before, there's um, people who basically say my availability for blah, 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 
uh, is Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday of the week coming. If anyone needs any cover for anything, please get in touch. So you can. It's called. Yeah, it's like it's being locum basically. Yeah. Like you can do that. Um, I can, and I was. I can't see myself doing the job that I do for anyone other than my boss. Oh, really? She is. She is the most incredible woman I have ever met. Like I, and I'm not even just saying that. Like I. I've never met anyone as hardworking, driven, passionate, just inspiring. Like she's the reason I did my paralegal course, like anything like that. She is, she is her, she's, um, it's her business that I work for. She's started it um, and we left where we were before and she brought me with her to work for her. Oh, um, I see. Right, okay. That's 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 done it yeah. Place. Yeah, go no, yeah, so that's how um, basically, yeah, I couldn't see myself doing what I do for anyone else, I would not. I wouldn't want to work for anyone else. And um, we just click. If, she's also a massive cat person. Oh, I see. It works. Yeah, it works. Her cat is gorgeous. Um, but she's honestly like every success and everything. Like, and she, she's just, she's just brilliant. She's just so inspiring. Like, hardworking. Everything you'd want from everything you would want your boss to be. I want yeah. to work for her. Like, I'm. I want our business to succeed. Um, and I want to work for her. She's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know, just I hope you sympathise with me in this because you can't empathise. All of my office are not cat people. Oh no! A moment of silence, please. <clears throat> the two other girls that work with us are dog people. Oh, but it's a, oh. so it's, a it's an okay balance. It's fine, but yeah, it's yeah. They just don't get it, and that's fine. They never run. Yeah, well, it's, I noticed you sold your boss much more than them. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, the other people, yeah, dog people, yeah. I love them both dearly, but yeah, yeah. I worked my, well, it's been six years I've been working with my boss, all then something yeah. like that. So, and like, when yeah. you say your boss, is she a lawyer? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Yes, yes, so yes. I still kind of get it, but not fully. I'll be honest, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I've got a question here that I'm scared is one of those questions that insults like your industry as the paralegaling industry, um, but it's it's a it's not trying to be insulting for what it's worth. Um, four four episodes ago, number fifty nine, I had who you may know, Gordon and Maria Atkinson Liggett on her Webrun hens. Um, yep. we, yeah, 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 and Gordon gets sent away to Germany, and this really sort of progressive schemes part of uh, Lomond poultry, right? And I just meant to say, like, you know, why were you chosen? And I just went, why you? <laughs> so, like, I, f- I didn't have to do it, right? And I did it twice. We filmed the, the episode twice, so I ended up saying the same thing twice. felt terrible. But um, this is kind of going to feel like one of them, and, and I'm pretty sure the answer is no. But can you go on from – you said you didn't want to do this, but can you go on from being a paralegal to being a lawyer? Yeah, I just apply for – I just apply to uni, whatever – one and I'm not saying they would take me but because of the qualification it's like uh I meet the entry requirements if that makes sense yeah right, okay. which will make sense to you um like so that qualification <laughs> means that it means I meet the entry requirements and I probably depending on the uni I could so if it was like Strathclyde or Cali or somewhere <clears throat> I could go into year two or right. if it was Glasgow or somebody it would just be year one um, and that's year like two that. of is it five is it so how it works for lawyers is you do four years and then you do, oh, what's it called? It's a long process. It's not as long right. as, it's not as long and ridiculous as being a doctor. It's nothing yeah. like, it's nothing, it's, 
and sane as that but it's something like four years at uni and then they have to do I think it's another year as uh I can't remember what it's called which is really bad the girl who in my work is going to kill me when she hears this because she's we've got <clears throat> we've got a trainee just now so yeah they do the four years they do another year called whatever it's called it'll probably come back to me tonight and I'll wake up in my sleep and be like this is, what it is and then they have to do two years on a traineeship they have to do the diploma it's called doing a diploma year so they okay. do that for a year and then they have to get a traineeship so basically getting a traineeship is really really hard um especially because if you don't do it you can't actually qualify properly oh, can't actually appear at court you can't be a lawyer in the traditional sense you can go into other careers social work other things like that but you can't so basically a firm has to hire you for two years and teach you how to be a lawyer and then you set you free and well they'll either keep you on or set you free and you can lawyer till your wee heart's content whatever you want that so, is a, oh my god it's law it's i mean i don't know i my mum thinks I should do it. I don't know. I just don't have time. The amount of people that are like, why don't you just do it? You're halfway there anyway. And I'm like, that's such a big chunk of my life. You're know. not quite halfway there. Like you're, you've done I know, that's the thing. Yeah. knowledge-wise maybe. But. Yeah. I wouldn't, and the thing is as well, like there's so many things like the diploma. I'd probably, the four, four or three years that I'd have to do at uni would be quite intense because basically what they teach you at uni when you're doing law is the law. Like it's not like about being yeah. a lawyer. It's about the law which is not everyone's cup of tea which is fine it's quite intense um and then you do your diploma which is a wee bit more lawyery in the traditional sense and then your traineeship is like you go into a law firm and you're there for two years to learn your trade basically so i mean i'm not telling you to be a lawyer i'm just, I'm just asking more questions here um it sounds like you're, you're quite happy doing what you're doing and that, that's important in itself but if if you were to go for that, would you have to leave work for four four day four years, sorry, or could you do it alongside? It would take a lot. I would. I'd have to do it part time. So I'd be part. I'd be part. You can do law part time, um, right. but it just takes longer. A long time, yeah. Any course, like you're doing it part time, that is longer. Um, I mean, my boss would be very flexible with me. We've had conversations about it before, um, and I would like to think. I would probably get to do my traineeship for her if she would have me. I'd like to think she would be quite be quite awkward if she didn't. I'm like, oh, right, okay, yeah, I'm a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, I could, <clears throat> I could. But um, she needs someone. So it's quite a small office. But um, the other girl who is the legal secretary there, she's only in three days, and I'm in five days a week. Okay. Um, she needs someone there, like five days a week, pretty much doing stuff for her. Like I say, it's very intense. High pressure, yeah. a lot of work, getting churned out and things like that. But it's good. I like it. Keeps me young. If you went for your uh, traineeship with her and she said no, it like the last time I've been nice <laughs> on you in a podcast. Um... Exactly. Take it back. <laughs> Wallace, scrap it. <laughs> Get rid of it. Delete it all. Delete it all. No, take it all um, out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's here. It's been it's been quite a what would we say roller coaster of a career for you everywhere and every yeah, I know. It's uh, very, un- very unpredictable in that sense. Very unpredictable. Yeah, Who knows what's next? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> we'll have you on in two years and you'll almost be a lawyer. Like, uh, never get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the reason, that, well, not the only reason, but probably the main reason I wanted to have you on was talking about young farmers. And uh, I'm sorry I'm going to do this, but 
I have done a thing that you didn't know I was going to do. The no. And what, do you think you know what it is? No, no, I don't like where this no. is going. I'm horrified. No, I don't. I, I thought I'd take a little tally of how many times you mentioned Young Farmers without me bringing it up, right? No. It won't be that bad, will it? Oh, no, that's so bad. That's so embarrassing. It's so bad. You've said the phrase Young Farmers without me mentioning it. Now, I mentioned it at the start, but without me provoking you saying it. You're, you said there's levels to Young Farmers. And I think yep. you've said that correct. You know, there's there's people like me who join at 25. Having tried to, in fairness, having been a chairperson, a secretary and a treasurer uh, of, of a young farmer's club. Um, of Aaron. Yep, yeah, of Aaron. Uh, even though it didn't last very long, but we tried. Um, we did but, try. you know, <laughs> We had one session in Corrie. It was good track. Um, but... Uh, there's levels to it. There's people like myself who join at 25. They really enjoy it. I mean, I really have enjoyed it. I said to Colin, well, you haven't seen this because I'm filming this before Colin's episode's even released. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of call out Ayrshire Young Farmers in it, right? And it's nothing what? against young farmers. No, no, no. <clears throat> Hear me out. It's nothing against young farmers. It was against what I wanted from young farmers. I thought the young farmers in Ayrshire was very intense. Now, Intense is probably the wrong word, but you guys go hard. You run it like a business, which is great. I just had that from the uni side. I didn't need that side, right? So I've joined Lauren Estale. It's just great crack. Love it, that sort of thing. Not that I'm saying you guys aren't. It's just at this age, this is where I've joined. Uh, Just go and do stuff. That's the lowest level, I would say, joining at 25. You then get folk that join. They just sort of go here and there. You get folk that get into office bearing and really get involved. You get folk that sort of live their life beyond farmers. And then... You get the mental people in Young Farmers and then you get you, right? (laughs) (laughs) I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2 cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, The Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. There's a few people at your level. There really is. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't. A few people spring to mind, and I might say their name, and you'll say, "No, they're nothing compared to me." So I won't do that. Um, but you really have lived a life of young farmers. You're 27. When did you start with young farmers? 14. It's so you've soon. done it. Yeah. The full yep. 14 is when it kicks off. You've done. Oh, from, I've yeah. done everything. I've done all. You have. You have. I have. I literally have. Um, you're, you're actually one away from having done everything. Yeah, you're the full set. Yeah. I'm one year away from the full, as far as I can physically go without becoming a paid member of staff. Like, I can't go any further uh, as a volunteer. So do you, we'll get into where you are and all that, but just where you've mentioned yep. that, do you have to have been at the level you're at to be a paid member of staff, or can anyone be a, can you apply no. for a job? You can apply for a job. Anyone yeah, can. Yeah. They're actually recruiting just now for someone in the north um, to do basically events coordination and stuff like that. So anyone could apply. Um, what we would say is that when you are at my level of office bearer, you wouldn't apply to be a staff member because you're not in, then impartial, if that makes sense. So, but like anyone, you could, I mean, I, I doubt you would, um, but you could literally go onto um, their website and apply for the job just now. Anyone can. It's, well, it's there you are. I mean, I don't know if it'll still be open because this has been filmed about, <laughs> God, I'm really far ahead at the minute. It's like three months ahead or something like that. Um, 
<laughs> so it might not be open, but there might be more ones open. Uh, so tell us, I, I really want to sort of focus on this. I did with Colin as well. I think Colin started a wee bit later than 14, but um, yeah, kind of... He was, I think he was more of a, what I'd refer to as a social member. That's um, right, and then, uh, Yeah, then kind of get more um, into like being club chairman and stuff. Um, I think he was, yeah, he did a lot of travelling and stuff as well. So yeah. um, that's kind of why he was a wee bit later than me. I think he became sports convener, whatever the word is, at like 20, I yeah. think he said. Um, yeah. But you know, still, still in from quite a young age. But you've yeah. sort of really kicked off at fourteen, and I, I want to sort of speak to you about that for one main reason. Well, two mm-hmm. to hear your story, and then also for those of you listening, I know a lot of you guys that listen are maybe trying to get into farming, or you're from farming, and you're just wanting to know more stuff and whatever. Young farmers is a thing that I'll say my bit on young farmers first, and, and then hear yours doing that. I wish I had done earlier with a bigger club. Now. Don't be wrong. I think I'm doing okay, but like it would it would have benefited me hugely, especially when I moved to mainland. Um, don't laugh at me saying mainland, but we were on Adam. We knew who everyone was. Meeting that ne- network, especially in farming, is very important. Young farmers is bloody brilliant for that. Even if you're not from farming and don't intend on being in farming, um, yep. it's brilliant for that. So, could you tell us, Jane, what was involved in you starting at 14? And the one thing that I'm sure a lot of people will ask is. Oh, I don't want to go. Everyone's eighteen knows everyone. Gets, you know, it's, it's quite a nerve-wracking thing. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Um, I think I'd always. I don't want to say it wasn't like it was never like an option. Like it was always going to happen. Like, but my mum and dad had both, and my grandparents had all been either in a member of a club or. And my mum and dad had. My dad's a past chairman of Chris Roads. My mum's a past secretary. Um, my grandparents were in Loudoun and Golston, which is not a club that exists anymore. Um, but the members from there would have filtered into Chris Rhodes. Um, so yeah, I went. I think was it, I don't. I would want to say it's a new members' night. It was my first meeting, but it's been that long. I wouldn't like to say exactly what it would have been, but yeah, it was. I feel like as well with the club as well. There's a big thing for some people as well about what club you pick. Some people pick their club, like there was no other club for me. Like I was blinkers on. It was Chris Road Young Farmers that I was joining. There was no chance on this earth that I'd be joining any other club in Ayrshire. Um I couldn't see myself in any other club. That's what I wanted to do, the club I wanted to be in. Um I think I know that's the thing. I would, my dad was me. Like I'm not gonna say which club, but if I joined another club in um Ayrshire, but I my dad think my dad would never speak to me. He'd be furious with me. Absolutely furious, and, he, and as well because parents are so such a key part of like helping with the training and stuff. Yeah. If I joined this other club and said to my dad, "Oh, can you come and help with concert?" He'd have been like, "When hell freezes over, <laughs> when you wouldn't have done it." <laughs> no. When you're talking about people going to McCaskey, oh. trying to sell you off, you'd be trying to sell you off to the rubbish ones now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just take a have a, <laughs> don't give me anything, just take it off my hands, honestly. Um, but yeah, I was just I was so hell bent as well in joining, um, like I. I know, like, some of the people that I was uh, friends with at that age, their parents were like, no, you're not going. Whereas mum and dad were like, we'll drop you off. We'll take you to Craigie. On you go. You'll enjoy- go enjoy yourself. Like, I did my first concert um, with people I'm still friends with now. Like, people I went to school with, their parents didn't let them do that first concert because they were that wee bit too young. Right. And I mean, it was like 2011, I think. And I, my mum and dad, who are just such big advocates of young farmers, were like, go and do it. Like, you'll love it. And I made friends with other people um, that was my age doing concert from like Eaglesham, um, like people like Andrew Taylor who literally lives 
like 15 minutes away from the farm just on the same road who I'd never really known who I'm still like considered as one of my closest friends because we did this concert at the same time and you had to become like if you don't you don't have anyone to talk to do you know what I mean like it's if you don't make friends then or you don't like try and put yourself out there then obviously everyone's so lovely so it's it's not a big issue um but like I'm and I'm still really good friends with these people today um because of joining Young Farmers at that age and Basically, none of my friends were allowed to join. I have to make new ones. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. And you're maybe not the best example for this question just because it was so ingrained in your family, all that sort of thing, and you were going to be there no matter what. Yeah, your mum and dad were going to drop you off even if you don't want to with the sounds of things. What, what, would, what would you say to folk? Because I assume part of your job's the wrong word, but your role <laughs> is, is yeah. to get more members and what whatnot. What would you say to a 14-year-old who's, who's looking to join? I think the how I've always been, how it's always been ingrained with me in recruiting new members and things like that is posit, being as positive as you can, encouraging people to go. Like, no, I'm not saying pick them up and force them to go. That's not what I'm saying. Although back in the day, that is kind of what happened to an extent is you just get put <laughs> in a car and you're like, right, we're going. Okay, you're going. But just reinforcing how good it is, making sure people are aware of every opportunity afforded to them, whether they are 14 or 24, like there's still the same opportunities are open to you. Um, point like enjoying the fun times that you get with it. Like we have a like bowling, things like that. It doesn't need to be this. It doesn't need to be this big, scary, serious thing. Like I know how scary it can be. You're going to a hall sometimes in the middle of nowhere, pretty much, or what it feels like when I was 14. Craigie felt like the middle of nowhere. It's a <laughs> six-minute drive, okay? <laughs> and it we felt like... Hours and hours. Like, if we have the car for hours, it's been five minutes. Um, and going through the double doors into Craigie, as every new member will have to do, whereas now I'm just like, push the door open, don't care. I'm here, don't care. Whereas like, t- taking that first step and going in there, being welcoming, offering lifts, being just making people feel as at ease as possible because it is scary like especially if you are it's easier when they like if you come in like a two or a three or a group or whatever it is easier because you've also got that wee safety net of like my friends right over there but like even at new members night we mix teams we put people together you get to know other people and once you get past that a couple first couple then you're like that's actually quite good like actually quite like this like oh he's really funny or like she's really nice like um like our new members like they were all sh- like all the wee i say wee ones the wee 14 15 year olds were like sharing their social medias and stuff and like people oh, yeah. they never met were just making like making connections with people and like oh actually they're really nice or and like some people sometimes as well like you go to school with these they go to school with each other don't even realize that there's this kind of link with young farmers or whatever and then they've got that as well um, and like that's what they're chatting about. Oh, what are you doing at the weekend? Oh, I'm going to this young farmers. I'm going bowling tonight, or I'm doing this, or I'm cattle dressing, or things like that. And just just making them feel as welcome and as making it as warm an environment as possible, which is quite easy to be fair because everyone, I mean, I, everyone is so nice. Like they yeah. are, like they're not there to be horrible and whatever. They're there to make you feel welcome. Because if you don't, if you don't make people feel welcome, they're not going to come back. You don't have new members, all your members will leave. You don't have a club. So, and that's the last thing you want. And also, I assume the way I've found it with Lower Nith, I'm obviously one of the older ones now and I haven't had the nervousness of joining you. 
um, they had me at a panel night and I was their guest speaker just before I joined. So like, it's not oh, like I wasn't. I was, I was on that same panel. No, I know. Like, I'm t- I know you. I know you're on the same panel. I'm, I'm. I guess I'm speaking to the viewers more than in. Um, but uh, that was a good panel. I enjoyed that. Uh, it was very. Apart from one question that came my Cammy way. Cammy hilarious. Oh yes. Cammy yeah. So absolutely. You know. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I was just going to say so were you and Laura, but I don't know if I will. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I'm going to say, actually, because you pointed this out? You're one year off of having been in Young Farmers for as long as you haven't been. Um, <clears throat> oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. No, don't do that. Oh. Um, but one thing I found is you said, like, no one's not going to be nice to you. The way it feels is if someone is, they're going to get called out for it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't put up with... I mean, obviously, I can't speak for every club. I've only ever actually been a member of one club. I've never yeah. <clears throat> been in another club at all, but we don't... That's not the point of it. That's yeah. not the, the point of it is to be... I don't want to say it's like a family because that's very cliche, but... It's a bit, though. It's a wee bit. And they, they are your support network. They're your friends, like... They're the your best men, your bridesmaids, the your aunts and uncles to your children, like they're like people you make these friends for life. The people that my mum and like dad are friends with, like my dad's best man, he met at Young Farmers. Mm-hmm. Like his best friend he met at Young Farmers. Like my best friend I met at Young Farmers. Yeah. Um so it is people that you I didn't know with. I met you at Young Farmers. I know. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um yeah, no, it, it, it does have that sort of just, I know what you said about family feeling cliched, but it does have that vibe about it. You're obviously a, a Mocklin loyal, I mean, uh, a Crossroads loyal. Um, no, don't do that to me. <laughs> how, how many members has Crossroads got? Roughly. Over 100. Is, what, what, now, Crossroads in my head was always sort of one of the biggest ones. Is that true? Or... Yep. Yeah. So Roads will be they were the biggest club in the country for a wee while. They're not anymore. But they'll be just over a hundred, I wanna say a hundred and I don't, I don't wanna guess, but yeah. I don't wanna guess, but at the same time I do as West Chair, I get um the membership list emailed to me. Yeah. So I could look, but yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Not, <laughs> but it's over a hundred. It's over a hundred. Um do you know? Do you know who the biggest club is in the country? You should see that. Yes. Can I have a guess? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think yes. I'm going to be so far. Well, it's going to be so embarrassing. This just seems like a big club to me. It's got three names. Maybe no. you already know I'm guessing. Oh, is it not? No. And they're, they're ancient as well. Are they not going to be like 80 this year or one of them is or something like that? Strath- well, who are you thinking? Yeah, you mean three ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hendrick, Strath, Kelvin, and what is it? Sterling? No, something like that. Yeah, I should know Sterling that. Sterling something. But add Catherine Dickon to the podcast. Strathendrick, and Sterling. I don't want, I, I don't think it's Sterling. I think one of the, the three no, is Sterling. No, Sterling's definitely one because it's the only one is I ever it? know. Yeah, I say that, well, Sterling well, and Strath ones. Um, but yeah, no. so what, what is the biggest? You don't want another guess? It's very okay. Is, is it near here or is it north? It's not in Dumfries and Galloway. Is it Aberdeen? No, it's in the west. That's how I know it. That's in the west. Oh, is it air? No. Is it Mocklin? It's got one of those no. two. I actually, see now I'm thinking about it, I'm actually stuck between two. Strunrar? Strunrins? 
Friends. No, I've just told you it's not a D&G club. Is that D&G? That seems like it's yeah, closer to there. Um, I Dumfries and Galloway. Air, Mocklin, Chris Rhodes are the three. Beath is tiny. Beath's not tiny. It's just smaller. It's not tiny. It was like the same size as Aaron when we were going. I'll have to defend. So my chairman... Ayrshire District Chairman last year, David, is from Beath. So if I don't defend Beath right now, I'll be getting an absolute mouthful from him. But David's so, in Chris is he not? No, David Campbell. You're thinking of David Smith. Oh, right, okay. So yeah, what is the biggest one? It's either... Oh, I think if I was to get... I think it might be bigger. Oh, bigger, yeah. Bigger. That's or, great. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. Yeah, I know. Pretty, well, if you go, yeah, it's not far until you start getting to East Clubs past that. So, yeah, but that's bigger as part of the West. Of course, yeah, bigger. Part of Lanarkshire District. And what, what was that? You said bigger or someone you thought of? No, I'm, I'm fairly confident it's bigger. Fairly confident yeah. it's bigger. What was the other yeah. one you thought it might be? Maybe Curlook. Right, okay. I'm thinking I'm fairly, at, from, if I'm bigger. correct. I'll, the email came to me the other day and I did have, I always yeah. have a wee look at it just to see who and make, just to make sure everyone's level membership level is not like low or like yeah. silly yeah. low because there's low and then there's silly low there's some clubs that you expect to run kind of smaller membership numbers and that's fine because I know that they're absolutely fine but um, yeah they're all there's like four or five clubs probably over 100 members in the West now maybe a right. bit more than that um, and now I'm not just but, mentioning this sorry not just mentioning this club because I'm in it Lower Nithsdale is a lot of people, and it's a hell of a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah, and do you know why that is? I don't know why it is, because you told me. You said that they were stealing off Crossroads. Not off Crossroads. Well, maybe one member off Crossroads, but that's only because she's moving down. Um, they would argue, I mean, if you ask any of their committee, um, they'd probably argue that they're stealing me. But no, I made that. I have a little running joke with... Lower Nistale, that the reason that they are is such a big club and such a distance is because they keep poaching and stealing members. And I may or may not have referred to them as a cult in a joking sense before any of them say anything. Because um, they do, they've got so many members. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. 80-something, I think. Yeah, probably around that. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's pretty good going for down here, even if they have stolen members. And on-stealing <coughs> members, by the way, I knew there was something I meant to say to you. Um, a certain Isa, which isn't a real name, I always forget her real name, Jennifer Bryson. Jennifer, yep. Um, her and Katie and Elaine basically told me I was doing the uh, Crossroads concert, which I am not, by the way. Because I know you're not. You've not been at practices. You've not been there. And further to that point, you're starting in summer. Like, it's <laughs> intense. concerts in October. Yeah, but you can start in October. Um, no, no, <laughs> no. And I, I, we, we mentioned new members nights, and I'm really going to test your memory of Crossroads Young Farmers here. Um, I was actually at a new members night for Crossroads years ago. Did Taylor bring you, Scott Brown or someone, John Heavy, someone like that bring no. you? Robert <laughs> Cam. Right, okay, let's no. see if you get it. Nope. Who, brought, who would have brought you? It would be one of the SRUC boys. It looks like you're enjoying this. Mark Guthrie. Mark Guthrie. Nope. No, it was in my year. David Smith. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I always Seventh get it. Seventh doesn't count. Seventh doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> and I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Why? Um, I'm, quite shy. I'm quite shy. 
Jane, quite shy. Oh yeah, sorry, um, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, forgot. No, it was eight years ago in my defence. It was eight years ago. Um, <laughs> I was just a, a young pup. A young pup. But uh, we get into it with Colin sort of moving up the ranks and stuff like that. And it was quite interesting to see, you know, that transition from, as you said, social member and in his defence, as he said, you know, um, how quick did you start thinking, I want to go somewhere that, with this and jump into um, that sort of thing? So probably, uh, probably the easiest way to do this, if we just run through quickly when the yeah. when it started so my first office bearer role would have been when I was and I'm better at doing this in ages as opposed to years yeah. so I would have been 18 when I was assistant secretary of the club uh, no sorry I'd have been 19 I was 19 I, my first year in committee was when I was 18 and then right. I did a year in committee went on as assistant secretary and was club secretary when I was 20, turned 21 halfway through that. Um, came off of being secretary of the club, and my chairman would have been Craig McWhorter. So I've got a future. So that was fine. That would, be, I, that would be the year you guys came yep. to us, but if 15, seven years ago? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Um, oh my, was that the... What was the theme for that? We were dressed up for It was still game. And still I was game. the only oh one that did it. Yes, because you were Naveed. No, no, we can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. Um, I was totally not a corner shop owner. Right, let's continue. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, tangent. Anyway, oh my God. <laughs> sorry. There was no pictures of that, obviously. Um, so after that, I was, I'm not going to lie. So I was a wee bit scunnered. Okay. I didn't really enjoy being club secretary as much as I thought I would. I found it really hard. And I think that's an age thing. I was far too young. Like, I don't think you should be doing stuff like that until you're older. Uh, and I'm, by older, I mean, like, in your mid-twenties, maybe mid-twenties, early, right. early mid-twenties, I would say. Like, 23, 24, I think is a good age to be doing anything like that because it is a huge responsibility. It's a lot of weight on your shoulders, especially I think club the pressure. Not every club's like this. I should say I should preface this by saying, but there's crossroads. Is, um, I would never join another club. I love that club and everything. Every opportunity it's gifted me, but it's a very hard club to run in that it's massive. Yeah. We have members from Eaglesham, Dorai, Muirkirk. Like it's humongous. Um, and it's a lot of pressure. Like there's a there's a very it's a very traditional club as well. So there's a lot of that as well. Everything should be done like a certain way. Yep. So I struggled with that a wee bit. Being and being as young as I was as well, um, it was really hard. So I was a wee bit scunnered after that. Still really loved it though. I was enjoying. Took a couple of years to enjoy being a club member again. Oh, I say I was a club member again. I also sat in committee. I only came off a club committee last year, and that's because um, basically I couldn't. I, I, I wasn't sitting in club Ayrshire West and National. Like I, something had to give, so I came off my last year. In club committee was last year. I came off at the AGM this year. Um, after since I was eighteen, I'd sat on that committee so almost ten years. Um, it was time to just. I'd done my year as secretary. I was concert secretary of the club last year to help them out a wee bit um, to kind of bridge a gap between some of the younger girls and the older girls. And then I thought, that's me. Come off on a high. Really pleased with how it's went. So took a wee gap um, and then got the opportunity to be Ayrshire District Treasurer. Well, I just I just want to quickly check something here, and, and I might yeah. be wrong, 
Were you never chair or vice chair of Crossroads? No, never. No, right. I've never been chairman up until this year right. of anything. Um, so my path, the path that I saw myself on, which is limiting myself probably, is that I was like, I'm a girl, so I need to be secretary, which is just nonsense. It's so silly. It's such a silly mindset. And I'm so glad we've moved away from that as much. Yeah. Um, now and I've moved away from it myself obviously with what I'm doing just now but, um, so I did that got to be district treasurer um, which was great did a year of that then went on as Ayrshire assistant secretary um, and that's when Covid hit so that was a really hard year um, basically I delivered my accounts as treasurer <clears throat> on Zoom which was really hard and we thought well this will be a couple of weeks no problem <laughs> In the next full year, I was um, assistant secretary and couldn't do anything, um, which was really hard for me. Um, then once I got on to be an Ayrshire secretary, which I've only just finished last year, I got that and was West Area Vice Chairperson at the same time, mm-hmm. which was a massive step in that um, the only other person who'd done that specific role of being West Chair from the club was Andrew Ireland. So that was a big thing for me. Luckily, it was a very straightforward AGM. There was no one running against me. I hadn't threatened anyone not to. I should clarify that. Um, It was very much a fair race, a fair race that I won. Um, But I was determined. I'd seen, I'd done a lot to help the West. Uh, I'd seen like um, Katie Burns and He's a what girls and Gail Allen, who was the chair when I was vice, do all these things before me, and I was just like, I want to do this. Like, I I want to be this. This is what I want to do. So ran Ayrshire District as secretary along with David Campbell, who was my chairman, and whilst doing waste stuff, kind of in the background of that as vice chair, it's not really it is your job when you're doing West Vice, um, Colin's probably told you this already, is pretty much supporting your chair as much as possible. Um, so that's kind of what I did. That's what he does um, to give him, to give him credit. You at the minute. You're West Chair at the minute. Yes. So that yeah. moves us on to now. Yeah. So I am, right now, I am West Area Chairperson and I am currently National Vice Chair. That was a bit harder to get. Um, I could imagine. It normally goes to vote. I mean, it can be anyone in the country that goes for it. So it was a vote between me and a girl from the East. And we stood up at the National AGM, did our wee speeches, why we should be National Vice. And I won the vote for it, So, which was very, very unexpected. I kind of talked myself um, out of thinking I would get it. Colin talked me back into thinking I would get it, um, as he normally does. Um and yeah, here we are. Wait, when, you say, when you say unexpected, is that mm. unexpected in your head or was it unexpected? Yeah, I'd, I'd, so I was, I talked myself into thinking, I'm going to get that. If I go for this, I'm going to get this. And then the yeah. closer it got, like we had a meeting the night before the AGM and I was pacing around a hotel room at three in the morning <laughs> thinking, okay. what am I doing here? Like, I'm so out my depth. Like, this is, this is next. This is like nothing I'd ever even thought I would be able to achieve because this is mass in terms of young farmers national is is the highest you can go awesome. national being yeah. is the highest you can go um and for a did, girl from Ayrshire I was like no chance no chance but yeah did the so person that you I don't know if the words beat but the person you picked to the post are they still yep. involved at national level uh, yeah um she's an office bearer she is east chair so right, she's my cousin 
is my equivalent in the East, basically, yeah. this year. That's, that's so, yeah. the same thing. So you're almost like three <coughs> things at once. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're district, which means... Not anymore. No, you're not that. I was last year, but I came up... Um, I just, right. I'm now like past the extra secretary. Got you, got you. Okay. I still other things like that. But last year was quite mad. Last year was... Last year I was a club concert secretary, Ayrshire district secretary and West Area vice chair. And preparing to try and go for a vice chair. It was in the headspace that I'm going to go for national. Aye. I've decided at kind of Christmas time, I probably decided like, and then I kind of, I'd spoken to my mum about it. I spoke to my mum about it. I spoke to my friend Laura about it and I'd spoke to Colin about it. Yeah. That's the only thing I kind of spoken to about it. Um, so when you say West... You've also yep. said east. Is that it? Is it east and west? Is that all there? So there's north as well. If you go north. up, so it's into three. Right. So there's north, east, and west. Um, your west is, is down as Dumfries and Stranraer to like bigger, uh, Loch Lomond, that kind of way. And then your east is, yeah, like Edinburgh, Perth, that kind of, St Andrews, Fife, kind of way. And then your north, and north is massive. Like, I was going to so say, what. what What's the biggest of the three member wise? Probably member wise, will be uh, either west or north. Eh, sorry, west or east will probably be the biggest right. when it comes to paid like members. Whereas the north is the biggest distance yeah. you travel. Yeah. I know it's it's. I mean, I, I don't get stressed out. Like I've got a Dumfries and Galloway meeting tomorrow night, which will be an hour and a half drive mm. down the road for me. Yeah, mm. but that's nothing compared to like. That's me going to another district, like up in the north. They are travelling that sometimes between clubs. <clears throat> like, yeah, that's it. like I don't know how they do it. Like it's it's almost as well. So there's just one north chair, the same as there's one west and there's one east. But um, north is actually split into Highland and Gra- Highland and Grampian because it's so big. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we don't, but we obviously get islands. Like we've got like Butte is a really thriving club in the west. They've got like 40 something members, like really, really good. I've got, I've um, got a lot of students from Duke Young Farmers. It's yeah, a, it's, um, yeah, really nice bunch of people as well. But like yeah. on the north, they've got like Orkney, Shetland, <laughs> that. Like there's lev- there's Butte, and then there's, do you know what I mean? Like there's there's levels to yeah. like your island living. And um, yeah, so it's massive. But yeah, proud Westie, as I'd be saying, as I'd be called a Westie. <laughs> as as national vice chair, this is a question that you might know the answer to. You also might not. Um, how many how many young farmers are in Scotland? No idea. That's not a thing you can offer. I could work it out. Probably it would take me yeah. a while to do it. I don't like. Uh, are be, talking, like no, there'll be there won't be any more than four thousand. I was thinking five. <laughs> yeah, there won't be any more than that. Support. I'm just thinking of yeah, there won't be any more than four, maybe three and a half. But you say it won't be any more. That's you know, isn't that? Well, that's, that's just people in. It's a thousandth of the population. That's a fair chunk, really, when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, your your vice vice national chair at the minute, Katie's your chair, isn't she? Lucy. Lucy, Katie's right? Pat. Katie's right. just come off as being national chair. Lucy, Lucy, Lucy Mitchell. Lucy Mitchell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is involved? I mean, that there's there's being chair of a club of a hundred. There's then being chair of a district and an area and whatever and however many. Well, you haven't been chair of a club, you know that sort of thing. Chair of a few folk. You're now chair of potentially four thousand. What what what's involved in that? I mean, what what 
there's got to be a lot. <laughs> I am. I'm. I mean, there's so many levels to it that people don't even can't even comprehend. Like, yeah. so many. <clears throat> it's and it is essentially in a very basic way. You are chairperson of X amount of like four thousand members for it, say for example. But it's very much a case of you're the top of the tree in a sense, and you've got people underneath you who are chair people of. So there's. You sit as national chair, there's subcommittees underneath you for this like the branches of young farmers that are the most that need like everything goes into a subcategory. So there's competitions and events, there's finance, international travel, uh, agri and rural affairs, comms and marketing, um a mis- development and wellbeing, which is a huge one for us just now, um, in terms of mental health and things like that. I've probably missed, a, I have missed a couple out and whoever the chairs are are probably going to throttle me for missing them out. Um, but yeah, so they've got, they've all got chairs of each of those subcommittees of chairs. Um, you've also got your three chairs of like your North, East and West. So a lot of it's managing them on that because that's, you can't get to 4,000 people, but you can get to yeah. like a sub, like a level below, I want to say a level below you. It is um, though, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. yeah, I suppose, yeah. But you can get to them and get the message down from them. Um, you set aims. So as national chair, you need to set aims for the year. You have to do that pretty much anyway. But these aims are for the organisation as a whole, as opposed to like my West aims, for example, only affect West. They're not for everyone. Um, whereas you, know, um, you set initiatives, things like that. Um, there's a lot of travelling involved in it. It's as much travel, to be fair, in terms of travelling, it's as much or as little as you want to do. Um, I know that i feel like the personal approach as much as I can take off. So I work a nine to five. I can't go up to Aberdeen on a Tuesday if I leave work at five o'clock. Like I'm not gonna be I'll be there in the meeting, I'll be finished. But I like I can go to Perth or I can go to Stranraer, I can go to Dumfries, I can go to Edinburgh, other places, um Dundee if I'm putting the foot down. Um like I can like obviously and it's the same Lucy's based and well her club is West Fife. So it's quite a good base for the two of us to cover. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Quite a good, yeah. So I deal with, obviously I deal with the West anyway because it's my job to deal with the West, but it's quite good. Like I'm, Ayrshire's, I'm very lucky where I am. Like I'm never too far away. Like my lowest down meeting in Dumfries is Castle Douglas, for example, and that yeah. would be in 20 minutes, an hour and a half. Whereas that, and then I can go up the way to a Lanarkshire meeting or a Clyde Central one. Ayrshire one's are the best because they're six minutes from my house. But yeah. um can't always be that easy. Um, whereas Lucy's is good as well. Like she can go up north. It's easier for her to go up north than it is for me during the week. Um, she can cover the east really well. I try and go to as much as I can, but again, I just need to be realistic with my because obviously at the end of the day, I have a job. Yeah. That pays my mortgage and such. And young farmers is essentially a hobby, but to the level I'm doing it, it's kind of like running two full time jobs. That's what it feels like. Like I finish my nine to five and I put my com- work computer off and then I go in and it's like my alarm farmer's one and I'm like, right, what am I doing tonight? Where am I going? Like I always need to plan ahead. Like I know, I like I've planned tomorrow that I need to leave work at such and such time to make it down to Dumfries to, like I need I need to be organised. I need to know where I'm going and what I'm doing because if I'm not, then I'll not get anything done. I won't get anywhere. And that's not the goal of this year because a year is such a short time in young farmers as well. I think. Yeah. Like so much I want to do, so much I want to achieve, and it's such a small time frame. And I also want to leave the West, and the way I found it, which was 
like thriving. Obviously, I want to leave it like that for Colin as well when he takes over from me, and then whoever takes on from him. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. And obviously, sort of, Lucy's not your boss, but she's sort of like the next one up. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, once you get to the national chair and Lucy's position at the minute, yep. Do you have like a who do you report to, or do you not? Hey. No, I do. I do. I'm not just like free reign, do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> like, here we go. Um, so, SAYFC is structured that they have a chief executive um, who is Penny Montgomery. So, she's kind of, we support each other, is how I like to think of it. Um, and she already does, to be fair. Like, if I need anything, like I was on the phone with her the other day, um, that's who I'd kind of report to. There is paid members of staff, obviously. So, you're kind of below Penny is Sheena. Um, who does all your national stuff, and then below that is um, your kind of regional like events coordinator people. It's like who, so I deal with Emily, who I was on the phone with at lunch today, um, who helps me organise all my West events. Some, there's a person, she also does the East as well. They're recruiting for someone in the North. There's also someone that does um, like comms stuff. Paul does the comms stuff. Um, there's Janelle, who does some of the stuff in the North and some of the international stuff. Um, yeah, they've got... So there is supports in place. It's not just volunteers that is, run it all. Is Elspeth Dale involved or is she... Maybe you don't know Elspeth. Mm-mm. I think she was involved, like... Involved even with Young Farmers me. for... What's that? Even before me. So when no, the dinosaurs were there. She, no, she's... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now I've said that about Elspeth. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, she, she's... I, mean, I don't know what age Elspeth is, but her son will be late 40s you know like so she she's been involved like i think from a, a an employee perspective young farmers maybe she's not anymore um but yeah so <laughs> maybe for those of you listening it's been a you know we've really went over basically covered everything that can happen in young farmers um, and the ways you can get there uh, i'm going to ask you a question jane uh, i asked this to colin as well um, and i'm interested to see if it's the same answer you have and it's about colin do you think he'll go for a national vice chair? Do you think he should go for a national vice chair? That, see, that's two very different things. Um, okay. Well, I don't, yeah, I, I don't want to speak out a turn about him, but I don't know, because I don't know what he would have told you about when he went for West Vice. He, he didn't really talk much about that. No, we didn't go into ah, that. How convenient, because I've never... So... I had called, oh God, I might as well. So um, um, when Colin, Colin had told me very specifically that he was not going for West Vice and you have to ask, like, well, you don't have to ask, but you go around all of them and kind of put feelers out for who's kind of maybe going for something. You speak to everyone pretty much, or people, a lot of time people like will approach you yeah. and say, obviously, we're doing this, you give them a bit of advice, say, this is the process, this is what you need to do. That's fine. So I must, I think I was on the phone with him on the Friday and I, just to basically checking in on a couple of D&G things because he'd just taken over his chair. And I had one last go because I was like, he would be so good as West. And I say that because we're just, we're so different, but we just, and I say, I'll say this time as well, we just click. Mm-hmm. We just, and it works that we're so different. I'm very intense and very organized and very like stressed and I'm not saying he's carefree but he's very much like it'll be fine like we'll do this and it'll be fine and, and he's really good with ideas and he's very calm and like every, he just brings everything back down a level to what it needs to function whereas I'm so highly strung like you wouldn't believe <clears throat> so he was like I'm not going for it I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it I was like, like okay whatever that's fine Sunday comes around 
and that's the day of the AGM. We're in Lanark. He's competing at Club of the, West Club of the Year anyway, so he's up early to do yeah. that. And we're watching, and I'll never forget this, we're watching a dog show in the bottom of Lanark Market. We're upstairs, there's a dog show, and he t- he's leaning in the banister, he turns around to me, and he's just like, yeah, I think I'll go for that. And I honestly, I just about hit the roof with him. I'm like, you better be joking. You better be joking. I was like, you've not put me through this stress for no reason. And he's sitting there, poor Louise Patterson is there. She's yeah. like, I'm just going to leave you to fight this out. <laughs> so me and him are like having like, because there's a dog show going on, we're having like a quiet shouting match about how selfish this is and how I've been so stressed. And, and I'm obviously deep down, I'm like, thank God he's came to his senses. But I knew at that point there was other people going for it. So I was like, it's going to be a fight if you want to get it. Like, yeah. Anyone else, it's, the other two people who are going for it are also excellent candidates. Like, it'll just come down to a vote. So, yeah. me and him are having this, like, back and forth whisper argument. So, then I storm off because I'm going for my dinner. I'm sitting sulking at dinner saying, I can't believe he's done this. Um, it gets to it and he stands up and he's in his suit already because he's done Club of the Year. A suit that doesn't fit him, by the way, and it's, like, discoloured. He's obviously had the top dry cleaned and not the bottoms. So, it's, like, discoloured. It's hilarious if you were ever to see it. And he's does his speech and he's looking at me and then there's three people so it goes gets narrowed down to two so one person goes out in the first round of voting it's now down to two and the bit of paper gets sat down after they vote for a second time and I just see I see the C and I'm just like how is this how has this happened I'm ha- obviously really happy but I'm just like from Friday on Friday he was not doing it at all 100% wasn't doing it Sunday he's sat next to me getting his picture taken because he's gone on his west face it's absolutely crazy so I think he would make an absolutely fantastic national chair. Like, and I mean that he's so good at what he does and he's so personable and just he's a brilliant example of being a proper young farmer, taking opportunities in front of you with both hands and doing it all. And I'm, I'm so glad he's my vice. I really am. I'm so glad he is. However, I think it would tip him over the edge. I genuinely, he's not going right, okay. to, yeah, yeah. it's going to tip him over the edge. West is hard enough, especially he's running two businesses. Well, not running two businesses. He's got his own business and he's obviously doing his I work do. as well. Yeah. It's National would be too much for him, which is a shame because he would be absolutely brilliant. I've said, I think he'll be a better West chair than what I am. What I, am. I think he will be. Because he's just so good. And we're just... Sheena, who's one of the staff members, always says the two of us were like, we can read each other's minds. We're just very... It does seem it like... Like, <clears throat> like... We can just very like intuitive and just... I can pull him a look and he knows exactly what's going on. But um, it's a shame for SAYFC to miss out on him potentially being national vice because yeah. he would do... As I say to my wife, he'd be one of the best chairs they would ever see. Truly, and I mean that... Um, and unfortunately, he is going to hear this, which is just a thorn on my side. But um, yeah, I, I, he was not. If he's got any sense, uh, I don't want to say never say never because with what he sprung on me at West. But National is just a, probably a wee bit too much in yeah. terms of the time he can give to it because you need to give. It's a full year of your life you have to give to SAYFC. It's and I'm it's okay. Funny, yeah, well, it's, it's funny seeing you guys be really nice about each other because every time I've seen you together like you're talking about that silent argument you were having yeah. like it's that but not silent all the time not silent, 24/7. just literally hurling like the horrible things at each other but like that'll happen and then two minutes later it'll be like have you eaten today and I'll be like 
no, can we go and get something to eat? And I'm like, oh, can you go and get me something to eat? And I'm like, I'll be fine again. But like, uh, yeah, we got, I don't know. I always say to him, I was like, this, this shouldn't work. Like, it should not. The amount of like arguments, it shouldn't. But honestly, when I say everything runs so smoothly, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it just, like I say, we just click. We just work really well together. And it just, yeah, we just work. I don't know. I can't explain it anything else. It just works. Well, if, if, if you're listening and you're thinking, who's this person Jane is talking about? Go back to number 57. It's the episode to go with along with Colin. Um, and maybe, just maybe, Colin will not just be Jane's vice chair at West. She'll also be vice chair at National. Who knows? You never know. Um, never and given, given, given his history from what you've just said, you might find out the night before. Uh, <laughs> One or not. We'll be there at 10 o'clock for this AGM. Maybe like, yeah, I think I'm going to go for this. And I'll be like, we're not doing this again. Not again. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> no more. Yeah. No more. Um, oh, listen, Jane. You might, I said earlier. I said something that people say is they sometimes don't realise we've been interviewed. I'm going to tell you now that we've been speaking for an hour and forty minutes, and I bet it doesn't feel like that. Um, you did me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hundred minutes. Um, it's now the second longest Archocast in history. Um, which is good going. It's been a really good one to to talk about. You mentioned something about twenty minutes ago that I, I almost wanted to say before the sort of last two questions that I ask, I don't know if you watch the R2 cast, there's two questions I always finish the the um, the podcast with. One of them, if you had any tips for folk coming into farming, I'd more like to ask you tips for coming into young farmers, what would they be? And the second one, I'm going to question this slightly different, is it's normally where you see yourself in five years, but what I'm going to say is you said this isn't the thing that pays my bills, it's not the thing that pays a mortgage. You've put probably more time into young farmers than even any of your jobs in the past 13 years. Uh, you've at least got one year left. I don't think you can have any more years left after that. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? And what's next once you finish with young farmers? Because you're going to have this massive hole. I know. I know. Well, it's, it's a thought. It is a thought. I know. Um, it's really scary in that, I mean, I'm looking forward to not not looking forward to not doing it but like you say like once you go to national I mean back into that I'll be an associate member um I can't really I don't really want to be doing not that I don't want to be doing the same amount I, I can't do the same amount anymore I can't I can't keep this up like I can't do it I need I need to go on a holiday is what I need to do that's not that's not Highland Show my summer holiday needs to stop being Highland Show working for a full week essentially is what it feels like but um I'm a wee bit worried, not worried, but like I'm going to come off of this and have so much free time. Like all my friends who probably hate me because I'm always cancelling, not cancelling, but I'm like, yeah, I've, I need to be in like West Renfrewshire like tonight. I completely forgot. Like I need to, I can't come for dinner or I can't do this. Like there's so much time to make up for in that. And I'm not, I'm saying I've not missed anything major. Like, obviously, that is so much more important than what Young Farmers is, things like that, like family things. And, like, I have experienced, like, I've experienced so many emotions through Young Farmers. I've experienced great loss. I mean, the biggest event for me as West Chair, or the one of the biggest uh, events early on is Air Show. And my grand straw one passed away two weeks before it. And our funeral was on the Thursday of Air Show. So I've experienced so much. Like, it's been such a roller coaster, so much. And I'm not saying, like, I didn't put Young Farmers... 
and Colin and me argued about this because obviously his job is to pick up. And if I can't ever be there and I make a point of always being there, he needs it's his job to like step into my shoes essentially for the day. Or as long as I let him, because I'm very protective of my title as West Chair, and he is my vice. He is not West Chair yet. Um, but like for that example, like I was supposed to be at your show that full day on the Thursday, and obviously, I, like I would never ever go. Like it was my grand's funeral, and I had that. Um, but there's so much to young farmers with that, and like you can never really, when you get to this point, you can never really turn it off completely. Yeah. But you just have to be able to be really good at separating things and prior again I come back to it prioritizing and obviously that's my family that's more than anything young farmers would ever mean to me obviously um so there's things like that but like also being a young farmers gets you through that kind of thing like having these people around you the support system there is what makes going through things like that like obviously there's amazing highs like you go to Highland Show and there's success, like you're there, things like National Weekend, remember, like seeing your friends succeed in things, like it's also obviously the massive highs, there's also really big lows, but you have all those people around you um, to support and share it with, because that's what makes it important. So there is part of me that is a wee bit anxious the next year. It's not that I'm going to go to having nothing. I'm still involved, I'm still sitting, I'm still, not next year, the year after. Right. Um, I mean, um, there is, I'm not just, it's not like I'm like being ripped from it once I come off and they're like, we don't need you anymore. Um, don't ever like come back to meetings or anything. Like I'm still going to be sat on all these different committees for another year. So that'll be like the downtime that I probably need to like the slow kind of coming out of it um, and just enjoying getting to a point in your when I can actually enjoy it again, like as a member for yeah. an, like a week at a time but also doing other things like this is really sad but anyone who knows me knows that what I do every day so my day is work young farmers bed that's what I do uh, I try there's two things I like to do every single day to get through not get through the day that makes it sound so dramatic but like two things for me that I like to do so the first thing is I do a French lesson every day <clears throat> on Duolingo yeah. Yep. Yes, you do know that. Everyone that knows me knows this. Yep. So I'm on like 300 and something days and it's like five minutes I get to myself, I get to do it. And the other thing is at 11 o'clock at night, if I'm home and I'm ready for bed, I read for one half hour period uninterrupted. No one can, con- in fact, I've seen no one can contact me. There's three people that can contact me in a case of emergency. And <clears throat> that's my mum, my sister and Colin there's always an emergency with the West. There's always something that needs done. <clears throat> but other than that, that's the two things I like to do every single day is something that I like. is a wee bit of me. Um, I love reading. And I don't necessarily love French. But at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, it's, some, it's so, you would not believe the calmness I get from it. Just like speaking into my phone, like doing French phrases. I mean, I've, I've seen you, I haven't seen you in person. I've seen videos of you doing it at shows and... Shows, uh, Dumfries Rugby Club toilets, um, Thornhill, because it's always the furthest away meetings tend to be the ones in D&G. Yep. So I either park up at Thornhill or I run the risk of not getting home in time. And Thornhill has got amazing parking, so I always pick there um, at like 11 o'clock because that's running a wee bit close. So I always park up at Thornhill. Oh, and but do does it reset at midnight? 
Yeah, so you have to do it. You, <laughs> to keep your, you, have, to keep your, you have to keep the streak going. So I do my French lesson every single day and before midnight. Um, and I did it like Highland Show. I did it every single day. Come rain, hail, shine, what snow. I did it every single morning before I went to Young Farmer Centre just to make sure it was out the way and it was done. That. Just uh, just think how good you'll be at French when you leave Young Farmers. You'll have four days to do it every, every day. That you're yeah, I'll, be like, I'll be moving to France to immerse myself in the culture so I can do it properly, honestly. But yeah, just that's probably one of the things as well I would say to anyone. And you are not taking time for yourself, making sure you take time for yourself because what's the point? If you don't take time for yourself, there's no point. Well, I think, and you may or may not remember this from the panel night, and you probably don't, because it was a while ago, but the thing that I told them all at Lauren Athersteel's panel night was, don't... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I think I can tell this. <laughs> Go. So, basically, don't do what you did. I'm pretty sure the exact words you said were, don't jump in too fast, enjoy just being a member. Yep, yep. Are you impressed? That, I'm so impressed. You're, like, so <laughs> smug with that. <laughs> it's like I think that was what we finished the panel night on as well because it was like wow that's quite poignant it's, it's the same thing I tell anyone whenever I go and I'm speaking to anything about young farmers it's exactly the same thing I say is enjoy the enjoy the carefree element that comes with just being a club member if you want to do something do it if you don't there's no pressure on you you don't have to do it you don't have to go to that cattle dressing or speech making if you don't want to just enjoy it. There is a time and a place for being an office bearer. You've got you've got so you've got so much more time than you think yeah. to do it all. So there's no point in rushing. It's a wonderful experience, and you need to make the most of it because you if you don't, you'll burn yourself out, which I nearly did when I was 22. And you just think this isn't. Well, I don't want to do this ever again. Just enjoy it. Just make the most of it. Enjoy everything that has to offer. Well, we'll take that as your tip for folk coming into farmers. We kind of jumped ahead of the question <coughs> and something else there, but where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see 32-year-old Jane? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start crying. Um, 32-year-old Jane, oh my goodness. Um, oh, I don't, I don't want to say something boring like work, just working, I was going to say working on farmers, but physically can't do young farmers anymore i would like to think that i'd be able to if my club needed anything i'd always be there to help them so yeah. i've trained teams for things before and whatever i don't know working i might have can i might be halfway to be i might be a full lawyer at that point yeah maybe five years might be a full I mean, lawyer you that this podcast by saying never and now we're talking never and now i'm point. you never know well, with the amount of career changes I've had, I could be <laughs> literally could be anything. I could be literally anything. I don't know. As long as I'm see, as long as I'm happy and I'm content, which I am just now, then I'm fine. It's not like I'm still living at home with mum and dad as well. So <coughs> that's it's, good, it's good when you own a place and you're working towards that, isn't it? I mean, yep. this flat might be the size of my car. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Same as my flat. Like I've got my wee flat that I love and I worked hard for and it's mine and it's my space and it feels like I'm an adult, I suppose. When I, I am very much an adult, but yeah, it's nice. I don't feel like an adult though. Like <laughs> I do when I look at my mortgage coming out every month, I'm like, oh there it is. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's the adulthood. <laughs> there's that oh, crippling, just hit me in the chest. Oh, there yeah. it is. I, I did the crazy thing of choosing to overpay double. I'm double paying every month. 
Is that a bad idea coming from a person that works for a lawyer? I wouldn't be able to comment, unfortunately. Oh, yes, of course. You're not allowed, yeah. I'm not allowed to give out free legal advice, Wallace, unfortunately. Oh, so. I've got to pay the fee that you won't tell us. Um, <laughs> no, Jane, it's been great to chat. Uh, we obviously are, well, we know each other out with the podcast as well, which is, it's, it always makes it sometimes quite interesting to dig deeper to someone that you've spoke to a million times, but never actually spoke to out with Liverpool, farming and cats. Speaking um, of... They've just kicked off. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was a result. Yeah, it was eight o'clock. No, it's because just we have, kicked off. It's just, just kicked off. We started at 6.17. We did. Um, <laughs> this has been a, this has been, we have been recording for longer than a football match. Um, <sighs> no, it's, it's been good to chat as, as, as often as with folk that I've, I've already known before, as I say. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed coming on. Absolutely. Good. And I'm sure even though it's eight o'clock on a Monday, you've still got to travel to like Bloomin' Carluk for a meeting or something like that, don't you? Uh, <laughs> you've been my excuse of the night off. I say that I'm going to go to my mum and dad's and watch the football. So, <laughs> oh, there you are. Well, sorry, I'm taking you away from the football. <laughs> uh, for for those you're listening and watching, guys, hope you've enjoyed another another good episode of the R2 Cast. Maybe if you're looking to get into farming, young farmers could be that pathway for you. Um, Next week, number 64. Last week we were in, uh, for number 62, we were on Isle of Arran, the first R2 cast from my home island. This week, you guys can't see this at the minute because I'm talking, but if you could see Jane right now, she is watching her phone like a hawk in case I'm <laughs> This week yeah. we've came all the way to Kilmarnock uh, for Jane Strawhorn. We're going to take a bit of a longer journey next week, somewhat of a Tuesday evening journey for Jane with Young Farmers. We're heading all the way to New Zealand. Um, to meet Philippa Cameron which is quite an interesting story and I'm going to say this and I'm not saying it wrong who farms 40,000 hectares uh, with 30,000 sheep uh, about 500 head of cattle and is um, the smoko cook and that's all I'm going to say I'm not going to give you any more you're going to have to listen to Articast number 64 for that one Jane thank you very much it's been a pleasure and I will speak to you later well that's it Another R2Cast finished, another agricultural mind opened up. And I would just like to say that getting these guests on board uh, does take time uh, and it always has done, but I've now went weekly and with that comes even more time required. And I would just like to finally thank once more the Scottish Farmer for sponsoring the show and making that much more possible. Please be sure to get in touch if you've any ideas of people you'd like to see on the podcast or maybe ideas you have for me presenting better because I definitely do require that. See you in the next one.